Welcome to the new Rain Media Show, the show where we'll discover solutions to marketing and e-commerce problems, explore new industries with incredible entrepreneurs, and leave room for a wide variety of entertaining guests that come our way. Welcome to a new episode of the new Rain Media Show. Today, our special guest will be Jessica Panetta, the head director of the Conceptual Events Society, as well as an on-air expert on CityLine and Breakfast Television. We're going to be speaking about PR, how important it is to build relationships in your industry, how to build relationships in your industry, some fantastic tips and tricks on how to get your products in the hands of influencers, on magazines, on shows, all that kind of stuff. Stay tuned till the very end because there are going to be some fantastic tips and we hope you enjoy. Hi, Jessica. Alex. Nice to meet you. How are you doing? Nice to meet you. Well, like, if we jump into it, maybe if you can tell us just a little bit about yourself, uh, your business, what kind of services you offer, and how you help uh, your clients achieve their goals. Yes. Well, my name is Jessica Panetta, and I own and run Conceptual Event Society. We are a PR and event, uh, corporate event company, and we've been around now for about 10 years. So it's been uh, quite a journey, quite a ride. We are a global company as well even though we are based in Canada but we're always traveling always working remotely from day one so I'm actually pretty proud of that and being kind of ahead of the curve and it works for my staff as well and everyone loves it so it's just a really great environment you know what we specialize in is getting the word out about all types of brands mainly lifestyle brands into the media so whether that is online print you know through an influencer, connecting brands with the right target audience and the right people. So sometimes it's not necessarily just a quote unquote influencer. It can also be someone that we know is, for example, very passionate about fashion and they're looking for a new brand to add to their collection or retailers as well. So we specialize in a little bit of everything, including Um, social media. We help brands build up their social media and we always use ours as an example. For example, we have over 50,000 followers and about 200 posts in our grid. So that ratio there really shows it's all about the quality and not the quantity. How does, I see that you do a lot of uh, like TV, like live TV. How does Mm -hmm. that help your business or is it correlated? How, how does that help you? It helps our business in a huge way because I'm on television on two of the biggest platforms in the country when it comes to broadcast. So whenever I feel like I have a client that's a good fit for a particular segment, I always give them the priority. And that's another thing that separates us from other PR companies is we are the only PR company that is also media, you know, in terms of being on television and being on the top morning show and being on top daytime show. Some PR companies, maybe they write here and there with different uh, publications, but being on TV is still, in terms of media, the biggest platform. I think that, that leads me to my next question, because right now we are trying to help uh, food and beverage companies that have sell products, right? Online, in stores, whatever that may be. How, and I've talked to many entrepreneurs and a lot of they say it's, you know, it's placement, is where you show up, it's, it's a tasting in a, in a gym so people can get, try your product. How do you think your experience, like what kind of tips do you have to show up maybe on TV, maybe at events? 
What kind of tips can you give us over the, for these companies that want to be shown? Getting food and beverage on TV, it's all about researching these types of food experts that have a platform. So for example, mainly I do fashion, but I also do event-based segments as well. And we do feature food. So, you know, doing that research on all the different platforms that are available to you, finding whom is that expert in that field and connecting with them and sending them a sample. You know, a lot of brands in my experience, they're, they're very hesitant to give out samples, but if you're a, for example, a beauty brand or a food brand, people can't review your stuff unless, you know, they try it. And, you know, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure journalists and media take an oath where, you know, they don't just put out stuff for the sake of putting out stuff, right? It's, it has to be something they've tried, tested, and, and they feel confident putting it out there. Right. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I mean, sending out your product, there's this hesitant, right? You're hesitant on trying something new, spending whatever X dollars it is and trying something completely new that you've never tried. And if you can get rid of that friction, have someone taste it, even if it's a smaller package, I don't know what kind of strategy you're doing, but Revita, somebody that I interviewed in the past, this natural juice energy drink and mm -hmm. saying that their strategy from the get-go was giving away tons of their products, like yeah. multiple thousands. Like I think it was mm -hmm. the figure was above 30,000 in the first year, which is ridiculous. Somebody is starting out and thinks, I'm gonna give away 30,000 of my product. That's insane, but it's working for them, right? Because people try yeah. it, people, they love it, they order a lot more. I think it's also starting small too, right? So go to local, you know, stores, or, you know, if there's an event, be a sponsor, be a pop-up. I think it's all about that interaction with people. Food is very personal, beverage is very personal. So I think having that one-on-one -on -one interaction, it leaves that lasting impression where that kind of sale and that kind of relationship will end up sticking. And that's what you want to do. That's what you want to build. And it's not easy and it takes time. And I have this talk with brands all the time. They think, oh, well, I got into, I don't know, one newspaper. They think their life is gonna change overnight. It's like, no, right. you have to take that momentum and, and turn it into something and, and keep it going and keep it consistent. And especially with food and beverage that it's so competitive, including fashion, obviously. I mean, you really have to stand out. You really have to have an edge and, and you can't just be like, oh, I made this product and that's it. It's like, no, you have to keep evolving it, learning, you know, what works, what doesn't, how can you make it better each and every time? What kind of, I know that you're saying international, but if we focus maybe in Toronto, like what kind of events do you think would really help a food and beverage product to get their product in there? I think in my experience, what always helps is teaming up with other brands that there's no conflict of interest there, right? So they're not too similar. They're, they all kind of have their own category. This way you can cross network, you can split the cost of what it might cost to put an event together like this. And I think that at the end of the day makes all the difference in the world. I think collaborating it really speeds up the process. You know, because like one brand is inviting their network of consumers and, the, and another brand's doing that too. And you know, let's say there's 10 brands and you each bring in, I don't know, even 50 people each, That that's huge. I'm thinking about fashion now and a friend of mine from Toronto, a designer, Andrew Coimbra. Oh, him. Who, yeah, yeah. So he's over there in Germany now working for Hugo Boss. Shout out, Andrew. Amazing. Uh, I remember that how tough it was when he had his own brand mm. and we would chat 
because I was more in the finance world back then. And I would think like, wow, like he's doing everything. Like he's messaging people, he's featuring in magazines and yeah. stuff. And it just, it's tough. Do you think that there's still room for people that don't have a big bank account or big investment up front to start up slowly in fashion here in Toronto or Canada? I think a hundred percent. You just have to be someone that has the drive and the tenacity, the stamina to keep going and to pivot, you know, because you and you also have to be like crazy talented to be able to stand out from what's out there. Like, what are you offering that's different? What is the signature look or the signature thing about your brand that is going to stand out from another one where I just look at it and I know what it is. And I feel like that's very hard for people to figure out right off the bat. And I think there's also a lot of people that don't study fashion enough. And there's also the business side. So you can't just be this creative. You also have to be able to balance the business side as well. And that's very important. You have to be literally a genius. It's, it's not easy. <laughs> And so not to discourage anybody. <laughs> yeah, you do. You have to be and you have to work harder than anyone else. You have to do what other people won't do. I had no experience in PR when I started my my company. I did um, an internship, maybe, I don't know, four months. But because I had a business background, because I worked with the school board, so I worked with all types of personalities, all types of kids, kids with special needs, ESL kids. I think it all these kind of experiences taught me how to navigate this type of world and even down to how we do our press releases, how we pitch people. It's just different than what other PR companies are doing. And the first thing that I did for a few years was literally go to every single event in the city and network and give out my card. And it was exhausting. I'm so happy that chapter's over. Now I can pick <laughs> and choose where I go. I would, for example, you know, be dressed to the nines, you know, be you know, show that I know fashion. And I always say the quickest thing is like, yes, like you have social media and stuff like that. But the quickest thing that you can do and the thing that's going to stick is that face to face interaction that you make with people. I'm actually a naturally a shy person, even though I'm on television. If I knew I was on television and people actually watched, I wouldn't be doing that. So for whatever reason, my brain doesn't compute that there are people watching okay. me. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to do it. So, you know, I would set little goals. Okay, you go to this event, you're going to talk to two people. That's it. And, you know, try to have a meaningful conversation. Then I would find when I would accomplish my goal. I was like, okay, I did two now. Oh, I've just been here an hour. Let me try and do two more. So I always kind of stuck to little goals. And even to this day, I do that and it really works for me. And I find you get more things ac like accomplished that way. You know, for example, if you know, I did a capsule collection, my first celebrity capsule collection last year with one of my clients, Wuxley, which is a vegan outerwear brand based in Toronto, but they are an international brand now with Brian Adams, who is, you know, a Canadian legend, artist, um, internationally known as well vegan so it was just kind of like the perfect thing together so when you're doing something like that you're not thinking about the end like oh we got to do a party da, da, da. like no first we got to do negotiations okay that's done 
then we have to like come up with the designs okay that's done so you literally have to do it little by little step by step so actually in the pandemic was the first time that i learned and applied how to be present i was never able to do that before i'm always like thinking the worst thinking what's next and um it's it's really helped my business and and myself as well yeah it's something to pick back though you were saying that resonated with me when i started in business i even in, in social and stuff that kind of i think i'm that first generation where you start thinking oh you can do everything online you can post content and become famous and sell and everything and and, and i think the last past year even though i've noticed it i'm actually understanding it and accepting the truth that real person connections like in person mm-hmm. are huge and you need them in any business uh, even if you're just selling something online like the connections with your distributors connections with your suppliers like all that kind of stuff it, it's, it's huge for a business if you meet people in person and uh, that's something i'm trying to set goals to now <laughs> but uh yeah I, i completely agree with you uh, do you think that because i'm thinking you do you, you want to reach a broader audience right but as a strategy could you set a, a local place uh for an event or sampling and have reach you know internationally like how, how do you make that step you, let's say you're in calgary you're in, in toronto and how do you make that international jump i mean it all comes down to relationships right at the end of the day um for example when i booked brian adams on the tonight show with jimmy fallon actually i'm connected with jimmy's sister so that got me to the right people to get Brian on the show. Not that he really, you know, needs it, but that was my job, you know? And I find when you go through those types of like close-knit relationships, you're going to get there quicker. So for example, if you're a food company, you're going to want to get into restaurants, you're going to want to work with certain uh, caterers and hospitality groups and then from there maybe you'll get your stuff in grocery stores and then it's kind of going to spread from there. I like how you put it. Like yes that big Hollywood or influencer shout out would be nice but you can you build up to it right with with smaller mm-hmm. steps and if you're not ready maybe with the just so you're not chasing that big uh, shout out if you're not ready with the sales with your inventory with everything that could actually break your business so it, it's not it's not like your end goal to do that right yeah i mean it's all about having a vision that you're 100% sure about and you have a plan and you have all your ducks in a row whenever you do these types of steps so you have to really be prepared and and have your eyes on the prize for sure when do you think i at what year would you say the turnaround like connections people started to know you clients started coming in just so you can give some perspective you know what um lucky about me is i had these relationships before i even knew what pr was so i already had this great network and i always find if you have one or two people that you know that could benefit your business it's only going to keep building from there you also have to be a good networker right and being a good networker doesn't mean like you know shooting the shit as they say and like being all loud and obnoxious it's it's just be it's just about being engaged engaging with people when you're talking to them and and being sincere and genuine and, and my whole job is based on trust 
trust from the clients, but also trust in these celebrities that I know, trust in the media that I work with. And one of the first people that I was very well connected with in the business, his name's Alejandro Blanco, and he worked for Guest by Marciano. He was one of their head designers. I met him at an event maybe 15 years ago. And he's still one of my closest friends. And he went on to design um, collections for uh, Eva Mendez in the US. She had her own um, clothing line with New York and company for seven years. And now he's working like very, very high up with Forever 21. So even just knowing that one person, do you know how many people he knows, how many people he's connected with just like that? And then it was just, again, like knowing that I had that opportunity and making the best of it. And again, keep building that network and it just gets bigger. And the, the bigger your network gets, the quicker the size of it getting even bigger is going to be because it's just the like- compounding effect, yeah. Yes, yes, it's just, it's nuts. So I always say I'm one degree separation from someone. Like even if I don't know someone personally, like someone was like, oh, I wanna get this stuff to Meghan Markle. I'm like, okay. I knew someone that was like high up at uh, in internet movie database and they got me their reps info, like done. You know, mm -hmm. so there's always a way to kind of find those channels and use those channels and get to where you want to be. What are some rules maybe to be a good networker? Like you said, you don't have to be annoying. You don't have to be super loud to overpower everybody. Everybody look at me. What are some like basic rules to be, you know, entry level good networker? Yeah, I think you just need to take the time to actually get to know the person without thinking like, oh, my end goal is like, okay, finish what you're saying. Let me ask what I really came to talk to you about. And I think some people, they get caught up with like, oh, I have this opportunity to talk to this person. Like, let me ask them now about this. I can't tell you the amount of meetings that I have with people where it's just like, oh, let's just meet up and hang out. And I'm not thinking about getting business from them. And then the next moment they'll email me like, you know what, we really liked you. Like, let's work together. And then the next meeting is about that, you know, and, and even I remember I went in, went to London and this was like a friend of a friend and they run this massive architect company. And um, I mean, they make homes that are 75,000 square feet. Like, you know, those shows that you see on Netflix about real estate, they're a joke compared to what these people right. do. And, you know, I wasn't thinking about work because I'm on vacation. But naturally, when you meet new people, what do you do? Where are you from? You know, you're just talking. And then um, they kept in touch with me and they're like, you know what? We really liked you. And we base on whom we work with, they said, and I do this too, on like the energy and, and how we feel around you and, and the vibe and the positivity. And we just we just loved it. So let's work together. And it's like, OK, I was on vacation, but I made some money. That's cool. Like, yeah. you know, and, and, and it never comes from a place like I need to make money. It comes mm -hmm. from a place like, and my dad always said this, that he runs a very successful building. He's like, I never thought about making money. I just thought about doing a good job every single time, consistently, never dropping the ball, treating everyone like they're royalty. I don't care who you are. If you have a, you know, a dollar in the bank or millions in the bank, I treat everyone the same with the utmost respect. And I treat everyone like they're an A-list celebrity. And that stuff will just come, you know, it will accumulate. And, and he was right.
I think it works that way. The other thing too is like you also need to create those your own opportunities. So if let's say you you know you you meet someone at a, a party, let's say and they give you their information, you know, give it a few days, then send them an email like it was so great to meet you. I actually do this this and that, you know, would you like to talk about it sometime? Because I think there could be some sort of collaboration there. And 9 times out of 10 that will work. Awesome, Jessica. I appreciate it. Anything else that you want to add before we wrap it up? No matter what your job is in life, you have all the potential in the world to be crazy successful at it. Like think of let's think of donuts. What is a Krispy Kreme donuts? Like they just make donuts, okay? They started somewhere, but they make in people's eyes the best donuts and that's why there's lineups around the streets still to this day. You know, if you're going to open a sandwich shop and you make the best sandwiches, guess what? You're going to be a millionaire. You're going to have lineups around the street. You might be able to have multiple franchises if you want to, you know, or you can just be happy having that one thing that right. you know will be consistently amazing every single time because you don't have other people making the sandwiches and you can live a, a great life. So that that's what I really think you you want to you want to be arranging flowers. Guess what? You can be a millionaire at that too. Absolutely. You can live the great life. You can live the dream. You know, and I know it's not all about money, but part of it is because if if you want freedom in your life, you got to at your business do well. And if you're doing well and you're working hard and you're being sincere, like I said, the money's just gonna come, and and that comes with certain opportunities too, right? That you can leverage. You can help charities, you know, like you can help your family. You can you can, you know, people talk about going on trips. Well, if you go on a family trip, nine times out of ten, that's what people remember the most. Like. doing those trips with their loved ones and that's a special moment in their life. So it's not just like oh look at me on a, I'm on a trip. You're you're sharing a special sentimental experience too, you know? Again, like I said before, I think the success comes with and only with the hard work and the sincerity of that work. Well, thank you Jessica for taking the time. I think uh we got some valuable stuff for some people, I hope. And um Yeah, we'll put all your information, all Jessica's information in the description and you can contact her if you need some help from her. All right, thank you so much for having me and so nice to talk to you. Nice talking to you, Jessica. Thank you. All right, take care. Bye. You too. Bye. That's it. Episode's over. But don't forget to subscribe because that really helps us to know that you're liking the content we're making. Till next time.